when it's so weird to say region and then see you know teams from all the way in Pensacola and then all the way down to like Oviedo. How how soon do you think before we're gonna have to expand to a you know a couple classifications for girls? Um, you know because that is a big region. When you count out actually how many teams are in the region, it's over seventy teams. So it's unrealistic to be able to try to keep a region with seventy teams in it. So they're going to either have to start splitting up the districts and making more districts to make the regions work better. Welcome back to the North Florida Wrestling Show uh, today. Jeremiah LaFontaine of Mosley on to talk about the recent regional girls competition. First off, Jeremiah, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jordan. Yeah, man. Um, I know you and I were talking a little bit before the tournament yesterday, and I really liked uh, some of the thoughts. That I'm, so I'm glad that we get a chance to continue that thread. Um, before we begin, big shout out to Matanzas for uh, winning the whole thing in the Region 1 girls competition with uh, Flagler Palm Coast finishing a second with only five wrestlers. Jeez. Uh, Middleburg coming up third. Pontrevija, which is really cool seeing them as an all-women's coaching staff up and fourth. And then our uh, Gulf Breeze, Childs, and North Bay Haven finishing fifth, sixth, and seventh, respectively. Also, a good shout out to North Bay Haven for the District One uh, Girls Championships as well. So, big shout out to them. Um, but hey, man, it was really cool. It was really cool to see such a uh, awesome uh, girls tournament with such good wrestlers and good teams. That's the first time I've gotten to see a lot of these girls teams from down south, and they did not disappoint at all. Um, dude, what did you think about it? Oh, no, there were some great girls. I mean, there were some definite upsets that we saw. We were watching some of the girls that things that we are expecting to see with some of the girls and then some of the upsets that we saw. I'll say some of my girls, we we're sitting there kind of nail biters. There was probably a 30 minute stretch that there was just some upsets that my girls were like, coach, did you see that? I can't believe that that one lost or this one was put into the Concy side. And it was like, yeah, that was a that happens. unexpected type of thing and then they're kind of my girls were like okay now i guess we're visual learners we believe that anyone can be beat and i'm like that's we try to tell you that but you got to see it firsthand yeah that's such a great point too because i had i a lot of our girls were first year we had our two girls that did really well um the uh, alexis crumb now and, and orcut alexis they both ended up yeah. getting third but a lot of our, our freshman girls they see some of the people that they saw during the season like okay that's really good but then they saw someone like that i think it was the 25 pound or 30 pound both of the the flagler palm coast girls at the 25 and 30 were really good i think it was a 25 pound one that was they saw her wrestle the pace girl and it was like we were we were and even i i was like okay i'm, I'm expecting a good match i'm excited to see how this and she went out there and just it was it was impressive she was and but they were saying like wow this is this is crazy i'm like yeah i'm like there's yeah, my, my girls were highlighting that one too with paces Layla that they were just they were kind of shocked because we're used to seeing her at events and they've never seen her lose and yeah. to see what Flagler did. And then even my 130, we went down to Clay a couple of weeks ago and she had to wrestle the Villar girl and she was looking at the bracket. She was like, oh, this is going to be great if I win my first match. That's who I'm going to have to wrestle again. Um, and she wasn't ecstatic about having to wrestle her again. And then no, watching man. her go on to take first, it was like, yeah, she's a, she was an animal. It was it was a it was a very uh, it was such a good experience too. I'm really glad that uh, they had some wild cards. Like I know that as the as the the 
as it expands more and the more girls get into it, like the wild cards being less and less of a thing, but I'm glad that a couple, you know, they, they made the effort to expand it and make sure the brackets were a little bit filled out because a lot of our ninth graders got a chance to, you know, get two extra matches and then see like these girls that are at different levels. And, you know, just like you said, it's, uh, you know, being able to visualize it and be able to see it. And I was on them too. I'm like, about the time the finals come up, I'm like, hey, make sure you're watching this. And I, a lot of times I don't even have to tell them, like, I could see them in the stands sitting there watching these girls that are performing at that high level and be like, okay, I can get there. Like, they can see themselves, you know, in that, in, you know, in that place in, in a couple of years, which that's what I want to mention too. I was looking at track wrestling and there's so many underclassmen in that regional, uh, in the regions that we just came from. So a lot of these girls that, or I didn't even know on our side for NISA, we had so many girls that were just starting to put it together as the later season come, you know, got there. Like some of the ones that maybe have never gone into athletics before or wrestling is just a whole different animal altogether, but they started putting those pieces into place. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we can continue, keep them out for, for, um, for the postseason. but it was really nice to get them those extra matches. Yeah, it was exciting to get to see definitely how some of the girls competition was, and like I said, I mean, we don't get to see a lot of the the farther south teams like Matanzas. I mean, I know last year we went south down to Hernando for one of the tournaments and got a little bit of a preview of here's kind of what we may see at the regional type event. Um, this year we weren't able to, so this was really the first experience other than Clay getting to see that. And Clay was a big one for us because it's like we need to go see some of what we're going to see. I know we're going to see Middleburg at the region. We're going to see Clay at the region. So let's kind of get out there. Let's go see a little bit, at least once of what we're going to see. And yeah, it was at least, we got that eye opener. So we at least knew what we were going to go into going into the region. And yeah, it was there. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about that. Like, so when it's so weird to see a region and then see, you know, teams from all the way in Pensacola and then all the way down to like Oviedo, I think was the lowest <laughs> one. So, and obviously it's a numbers game and everything, but it seems like at least, like I said, this is, I can only come talk to my experience, but Nysville's wrestling, girls wrestling team grew from about three to, you know, about 14, 15 by the time we we're done with it. You know, I, I don't think that's a, you know, an isolated trend. You know, how, how soon do you think before we're going to have to expand to a, you know, couple classifications for girls, um, you know, because that is a big region. And then also even in districts, there's, I noticed that some girls, some, some weight classes only had like four wrestlers, but then you had like a couple brackets that there was, you know, eight or nine people in there, you know, eventually it's going to get very over, not want to say over oversaturated, but just a huge tournament, you know? Yeah. It, within the next couple of years, they're definitely going to have to look at it. I mean, I know this year with us hosting the, the girls district for our area, I mean, we have 21 teams. Um, it should have been 22 teams, 22 teams in one district. That's a lot. Now, once it actually gets to where it's a full 14 girls on that team, a 22 team district is going to be unrealistic because you're not going to be able to run a district in one day with that. And then looking at this region, when you count out actually how many teams are in the region, it's over 70 teams. So it's unrealistic to be able to try to keep a region with 70 teams in it. So they're going to either have to start splitting up the districts and making more districts to make the regions work better. And then it just becomes more complicated of how do you isolate that out of creating more districts like it is now for the boys with only the four regions to truly try to isolate down to get the best of the best. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a good problem to have, though. You know, like it's definitely not not the worst worst problem that we can have as a as a growing sport. But I think it's something they should probably start get, or they might already have it. But it, I'm curious to see if they curious if they have something already kind of planned because you know the trajectory that it's going. I'm a very data driven dude, so like you know, just the way that the data is pointing, we're gonna have you know a lot of women competing in the next like couple of years. So I feel like that's yeah, something that needs. Yeah, I'd like to know that plan. I'd like to know if they have it on the table of creating the 2A for the girls to be able to split out the bigger schools from the 1As like it was done with the boys to help delineate that out so that we're not mashing it all together to where some of the smaller schools that may not be able to get the numbers of the girls, it doesn't get lost on them and we lose these smaller programs in the transition. Yeah, that's true. Although there's some coaches out there that be like, "Hey, just keep it one division. One one woman walks out on top." They want the boys' division <laughs> like that as well. I know a couple of people. Although I'm in that same bracket as well. I like the three that we have going for the boys. I don't think that there should be any more. Maybe I can see someone arguing for like two, but I like where it's at. I I, I don't want to see it become like Georgia, where it's like six divisions. So let's continue on the girls' one. I know that you had a huge problem, and it's something that um. Coach Wainwright from Swanee mentioned as well. Actually, mentioned in that Swanee just won the weightlifting world uh, weightlifting state championship in the girls division. And I know that one of your uh, younger prospects that you were very excited to for this regions had to miss out because she was competing in these state championships. Which how'd she do, by the way? I was talking to her coach. She ended up taking sixth in one and tenth in the other. It sounds like on Thursday that she had gotten sick. And was a little under the weather, um, hadn't been able to eat, lost like four pounds. Um, so struggled a little bit, wasn't up to strength, but still took sixth in a traditional 10th and Olympic. So at least she came back with the medal, which was good. Um, but the idea that we have an athlete that is 18 and two on the wrestling side, took first out of districts and the overlap between the wrestling regionals and states for the weightlifting fall on the same days. And we're making athletes have to pick which one they want to try to do when we're trying to grow girls sports. I mean, it just, it puts girls into a hard position and we're trying yeah. to make them pick between a sport that they're doing good at. that doesn't have a scholarship opportunity to a school, to a sport that they're doing good at also, but it's their first year and it's unknown of how far they can go when they've already qualified to go to state versus trying to qualify to go to state. Which one do you try to do? Which one do you pick? Yeah. Whereas if the state does some things and we can move a date one way or another, now we're making it to where they can do both and we're not making them have to pick. And I think that's going to help grow the sport because we want the girls to be stronger. But if I can't be able to weightlift, how do I make them stronger? And I want them to wrestle. And I mean, that's one of the selling pitches. Me as yeah. a coach is to be able to tell you, hey, I want you to go do all the weightlifting stuff that you can do. You can come to me an hour late from practice. If you're weightlifting, if you have a meet and it doesn't, and it's on a Wednesday, go do your meet for weightlifting and come back to practice on Thursday. No problem. We're good. But then when you have the overlap, I just, my heart goes out for, for a young lady that is a freshman. I think as time moves on, hopefully it gets fixed to where they fix the overlap. But I mean, I've got this stud freshman that was 18 and two has only lost to two Alabama people that. I was really excited and would love to have seen what she could have done this year.
would you like to see the seasons like moved or would you like to see just the, uh, cause I know you were mentioned that regions doesn't have to be, you know, necessarily on a Saturday. It just happens to be, you know, the day that generally gets picked, especially with the boys being a two day with the girls is a one day right now. But you know, even that, how long is that going to last? You think it would be better just move to a different season or, you know, what are you thinking? I don't even know about the different season quite yet. I know at least for us, like being a Mosley, we run the girls and the boys practices at the same times. It keeps it easier of having it all together. Um, ideally, I'd love to be able to say that we have a separate program. The girls could have their own time. Boys could have their own time. But this could be something boys districts could be on a Saturday where we have more of a team where we're taking it out right now, where the region could be on a, on the Friday, where it's still we're taking kids out of school, but where on the district portion of it, I took 14 boys out of school on Friday. For the region portion of it, I would have been taking two girls out of school on Friday. That's really not an impact on the school side as much, definitely not on the teachers or on the kids missing as much. I, I would have had two kids missing, whereas on Friday, I take 14 kids out of school. Right. It's the same amount of time. It's the same day, whereas the region, yeah, some teams may have, like Matanzas, where they brought a, a good bunch of kids. North Bay Haven had a good bunch of kids that they pulled out of school for it. But either way, it's for like North Behaven where they won the boys district and they won the girls district. So take it either way. Either the boys are missing a school day or the girls are missing a school day. But the overlap for the girls program right now is the one where there's a concern over the weightlifting. And I think we should be looking at the bigger picture of the concession of how do we manage that with the weightlifting schedule that's out there. Dude, I'll tell you who must have their weightlifting program figured out is is Flagler, Palm Coast, Middleburg, <laughs> and Matanzas. Dude, their girls were jacked, son. Yes. Like, that one girl we were talking about, I think her name, I got to look up her. I think it's her name is, like, Borgman. And my little nickname for her is, like, Cyborgman, man, because she has got them, like, I was, like, halfway across the gym, and, like, I like she was running across face or something, and I'm like, that is a well-defined bicep over there. And, and Point of Vedra did as well. They had a girl, Olivia Richie. Yeah, I mean, first time we saw her a couple years ago, I mean, she was just jacked and ripped, and it was like, wow. Yeah, you and, can tell that they got they got they they got that. That's what we're trying to get into. We I think we just opened up Niceville to get like some of our kids into the the weightlifting programs or the weightlifting classes. So we're really excited to see because we have like a lot of like we have like you know going back, we have such a young team on our girls' side that you know we're we're pushing that on them and like hey you know hit the weights, make sure we're doing it for practice during the during the off season, and you can make a huge, huge jump in development from this time you know right now to like next year. So I'm gonna need to get up with them. I like and one thing I want to mention about the Pondavija too. I love that they had a pretty much all female staff. You know, I only had five wrestlers, but it was really cool to see two females sitting in the corner at the you know for it, and I it. I didn't really get to pay attention as much to the the rapport between them, but I can imagine that helped because I know we were talking to your what was your lady's name at the tournament? Uh, Maggie Brandon. Maggie Brandon, yeah, she's super nice too, lovely lady. But you know, she was even kind of alluding to that or you know agreeing with that, saying that it makes it's so nice to have the woman's presence in the room for the girls. You know, it is, and and it helps because there's just some stuff that the girls are more comfortable being able to talk to a woman coach about. I mean, I'm not going to say my girls are shy about talking to me about stuff, but there's just some stuff that I would really prefer. Yes, you go talk to her about because that's a female. There's just some things I don't need to know. 
Well, and even so, because like you know, so you know, talking, starting to talk about like some postseason stuff for the girls. You know, you headed up the not playing Janes uh, when we went up to the Deep South, and yeah, you're the you know the head coach of the team. But then you had that. Uh, I asked you, what was her name again? That girl that came uh, in. And that know. was with Savannah. Yeah, we put Savannah Pitts with him. That's um, who. Yeah. Yeah, Savannah. Yeah, and and she was one of the she was one of the wrestlers that wrestled for us a couple of years back. State qualifier. She's up in Huntington right now. And yeah, the girls for not playing Jane's like they just they loved her and they listened to her so well that like Jason and I both just kind of sat back and Savannah kind of ran that show that whole weekend. Dude, right? I loved it. I thought I loved her energy. I loved that that entire team's energy. Um, man, I th- I think that y'all are gonna have to do a you know at least two teams this year with how much wrestling has grown in the area. And I know I'm pushing I'm pushing you know off season wrestling on our girls. All of our our athletes, but you know, especially to these girls that are just getting into it, being like, you know, these tournaments. There's all these places. There's these teams that you can get on to to make friends and you know get it, that experience that you're lacking. So I, I would love to see like a second, you know, maybe not playing Jane's A and B. Yeah, and I mean that's the hope. I know we're looking at definitely. Uh, we do deep south every year, um, and typically for the boys side of it, I'm able to feel the team. The girl side of it. We definitely try to reach out to work with Jason for not playing Janes. Um, we reach out to Riley from down south out of, um, oh, I want to say it's Mainland, but it's not Mainland. I don't know why I can't think of her team right off the top of my head. Um, but I know her club team's big money moving. We work with her to try to get girls placed so that we have a girls team for when we go up the deep south. Um, we'll try to do Megatron again this year. We'll do Spartan Nationals to take a team to try to qualify for Fargo. Um, so yeah, let your girls know for that one. I mean, we, we're always trying to be able to fill the full team to be able to try to take, to get these kids more mat time. It's some of the bigger stuff, even, even if they go zero and two, it's just so they get that experience. Well, in the dual tournaments too, like, like where you, oh, yeah. even, even if you're not the greatest, you're still going to get the matches in, you know, and, and, and if it's a ton of mat time. Yeah. Well, and it's just the, it's the experience as well is, is so great, you know, getting a chance to go in, in. Get a, get a chance to be on a team with some of these girls that you've maybe just seen at tournaments. Like our one seventy pounder made that that uh that comment. Like you know she's excited to like make these friends at these tournaments from other teams and and go there and just know everybody. And you know that brought me back to like you know when I was a kid. I'm like that's exactly how how it is. And so I'm excited for for them to have all those options, especially between the war zones that are coming up and then the Gator Cup that um uh, that Joe's putting on. You know I think we'll see a huge jump in the 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 women's participation of it yeah i Um, think so definitely with those and those are good ones um and that's a that's one of the great ones that's why like i love the travel stuff and like i said we'll have savannah with us this summer um traveling around with the girls uh we'll have henley back in the room with us some this summer working with the girls so i think we're gonna have some good stuff with the girls trying to trying to work this summer bringing a d1 athlete in bringing a d3 athlete in to be able to try to work in the room they do. If Henley ever wants to come over to Niceville and run a little clinic, dude, let us know. I would absolutely right. love to have the girls around her. And, and absolutely, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll talk to her when uh, next time I talk to her about it. Yeah, because we have to. We haven't even approached uh, freestyle with the girls yet. You know, I'm, I'm a big folk style fan anyway, but I know majority of it for girls in in colleges is freestyle. So we might not sure how how soon we want to break another style to some of these <laughs> new girls. You know what I mean? Like. Well, takedowns are takedowns. It's just some of the yeah. other stuff. I still, I, I think that the females should be, I think that it should be folk style in college, period, but they didn't yeah, ask I'm, my opinion on that. 
Well, I'm with you on that one. And it sounds like some of the stuff I've read, Nick Perler is as well, as yeah. well as some of the other John Smith and some of those types. Well, I'm just a big, I'm a big fan of folk star wrestling in general. Like I was watching a quote with Bo Nichols saying that he, you know, he's like, I think this is just the more accurate representation of like what you think wrestler is. And I'm like, I agree, but I've also been a big proponent of them making, I think they should make some kind of like pro folk style league. Like they have pro grappling with submissions and everything, but that's still more akin to sport jujitsu. I think that there's, cool. I think there's money on the table for a league a la, a, above the coll uh, collegiate collegiate uh, well, and our background. rules are a lot simpler than the freestyle stuff and you're not seeing five minute video reviews trying to figure out the scoring that happens or even i had noticed this other one like you it's it can be a little bit daunting for a new fan if you go out there and see like okay I go out there and then all of a sudden it's like a quick 30 second tech you know like yeah. oh what happened like you but whereas if you see like someone like spencer lee getting on top of someone and like you know scoring four five six like you know tilts or put them to their back constantly it just to me it's more exciting i like the seeing like of constantly trying to put someone to their back not just trying to get exposure but that's my 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 two cents on it i'd love to see it and and not not to continue to belabor it but you see a lot of these guys coming out of d2 that are undefeated you know or not a lot but you see some guys coming out where they got two or three national titles it's like it would be cool to see even if it's not for like these guys are competing for a belt, which who knows, maybe they go up and spoil some national champion from D1, but it'd be cool to see these matches up because I make the mention of Joey Davis, who was a four-time uh, NCAA Division II undefeated wrestler, and he wrestled uh, Alex Dillinger, who was a D1, three-time D1 champion, but they did it in freestyle. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like They both were champions in folk style why are we seeing how the matchup in freestyle that didn't yeah let's see a real it. folk style competition. yeah exactly like i'm curious i'm just that, that was me but moving on to the boys division the regional tournament is this weekend what is your uh what is your your thoughts about it this weekend i haven't been to a regional tournament in quite a while so i'm excited to see how it's been developing can you give me a preview ha huh. well we went last year we took 12 into it last year uh at lincoln and had three go out in the blood round with a little heartbreak. That's so always the worst. It. So I'm taking 10 into it this year. Um, it's a yeah, tough region. I, yeah, it, it's a rather tough region, um, especially when you start pulling in. You've got Fleming, Clay. So there's some, there's some definite toughness into the region when it got reshaped uh, last year. Not to, Not counting that you've got Lincoln, Childs, you guys, uh, Pace, Gulf Breeze. Gulf Breeze. I mean, like our, our area alone, before it got shifted and we got moved into the district that we're in, the region before it got reshaped was already a hard region. And all they did was make it a little bit stouter. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm pretty optimistic. I've got, I've got a couple that I definitely feel strongly about. And I've got my other handful that if the cards hit right, that could be some some good upsets. Yeah, I'm trying not to look at track wrestling too much. I know the I know the brackets already out. I did a quick like look over, but I'm trying not to go too too crazy into it and do I, I all the. I looked at them. I saw a couple that I tried to tell my kids at districts you really want to be a three and not a four. Uh, a couple of them came out as a four, and looking at the bracket where they fell. Uh, the ones they drew were not very favorable ones. Yeah. You never know how it's going to shake out, though, man. You could lose that first one and get that, that you know, perfect 
you know, it might yeah, be the, the long line. road. Yeah, it might be the long road home, but you know, it might just be the people that you need. It just sucks fight having your back against the wall in that yeah. scenario. You know, I, I'm yeah, excited so, to see some of the matchups though. Like I'm, you said, the long road. It is a long road. Even if you're out there like pinning people, it's you know, it sucks having that little monkey on your back, knowing like I can't go to my back or anything. Yeah, like, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see the matchups. You think Fleming Island probably the clear favorite right now? They're one of definitely. I mean, they're pretty high up in the state duels. Uh, Lincoln. I mean, Lincoln was definitely. I mean, they were the district district champs uh, on Friday. Had a considerable lead. I mean, not earth shattering, but they were the clear number one Friday at the district um, over Childs, and we were third. How did that match up with uh, your boy, um, your your heavyweight and Ryder Luck go? Uh, five four match. Dude, Five I wish four. I guess I wish I could saw that. When I saw that he got second, I I was like trying to figure out who was in there. Then I remembered Ryder's in there. Yeah, Ryder, good for that. him though, dude. Ryder's been working hard this this off season, yeah. so he has. Nice. He, was, he was moving good. Um, yeah. Nothing I could say bad about it there. No, he's a good dude. Dude, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this this region. Uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm excited. There's like I said, there I've got so my 165 uh, Andrew Yates that just came down from being a 75. That's he, right. Uh, he came out of the district as the district champ. Um, hard fought match against Lincoln's Crump uh, for the championship. Um, that's going to be a tough weight class, 65. Yeah. I think one, six, 65, is going to be a stout weight class. 75 uh, for sure. The, I think 120 is a deep weight class. Pretty good. 120 is pretty deep. 106 is pretty stacked. Uh, yeah. Some of these weight classes got – there's some real heavy hitters across the board and even looking at it, some of the, some of the ones that came out of the regions aren't, I don't think some of the ones are safe. I mean, yeah, I think honestly. we're looking at what we saw in the girls that there's going to be some upsets in the quarters that are going to grab some people and be like, wow. Um, even the kid with the the great record isn't, necessarily going to be the one that comes out on top. yeah dude i tell the i tell the kids too that's double for state like even if you get in as a number obviously like you want to be the higher highest seed that you can but you you get in there as a number four seed you're still going man like i won regions three times in the first two times that i won it my very first match at state i was bounced out and in the losers bracket so i mean just get there and let let the let the chip that's the that's the exciting part about it though that's what I love about not being able to see the regional tournament. Like it's you see it districts, and then after that, it's like all right, let it fly. Like let let's see where it goes. Yeah, because then it's pretty much it is what it is. You just got to tell that line, and whoever lines up across you, you just got to go handle your business. Well, so let me ask you this about travel. Uh, travel for a tournament like this, taking a big team. Are you guys headed? You know, we're coming over here from you know not too far from from where you guys are at. You guys going over on on Wednesday, or are you going over Thursday morning? Uh, so actually we're going to end up going, we're going to, we'll have our normal practices Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're going to end up going over Thursday. Um, ideally if practice, if the weigh-in times had probably been 12 or 1230, we probably would have left early Friday morning, but at 10 o'clock weigh-in, I'm just not, I'm not trying to make the kids get up that early and try to deal with that. I want to make sure they get at least a good night's rest Thursday night. Um, so we'll, we'll try to manage the expectation and see come Wednesday-ish, how practice looks Monday through Wednesday, whether or not we need to uh, leave early Wednesday or if we can kind of have a normal Wednesday. Yeah, Jackson went too bad. It's, it's the drive that Kissimmee that's going to kill me. 
because you know we get in people's state so we're gonna be we're yeah. already going we're going over there uh, yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure we're going it's just a matter of how many rooms we're gonna yeah i know you know what they need to do they need to book a state championship up in north florida for once you know give us a break <laughs> let them drive up to us it's not fair well we'll go ahead and wrap it up man uh, i will see you at region dude i'm really pumped about it i hope we both have success and get to uh continue on our season a little bit more with uh these fine young gentlemen um but man i appreciate you coming on yes sir sounds good we'll see you uh friday